0: Like I can picture myself in, in an office and I can bring anybody from history or in the world into that office and just have a conversation with them about business or life or where I'm going. And I've done that with quite a few people. Gandhi's one person, uh, Rockefeller and these huge steel magnets thinking about like how they thought about business and life. And also um, Einstein into my office of the mind and had many conversations with him too. When they come into my imagination, they're already friends, almost like family, mm. right? And so they already know what I'm up to. I know what they've done. We have conversations, you know, just about, maybe even chat about life, you know, or family or how things are going in their universe. And then I just ask them, you know, what should I do about this? What do you think about this? And uh, the answer is, is always almost instant.
1: G'day for Rothers. You know those around us who operate at high energy levels? From friends, family, through to the famous. Those who emanate enthusiasm. They inspire you to be better. Their words give you a rush. This rush fires off dopamine right in the middle of your brain's reward center. My theory is that at times, just before we need to hit our straps, to tap into peak performance in our flow state, we find these people and harness their energy. I call this energy froth. I call these people frothers. This is a journey to find the frothers. To understand how they inspire themselves and others to be their best. And I'll pass it on to you on this podcast, dare I say Frothcast, so you can fly into your next challenge, beaming, pumped and full of energy. This is a coffee shop with a Red Bull chaser. This is Finding the Frothers. G'day Frothers, how you going? Just almost broke into a song. Uh, this episode's radical, as usual, as always. Um, buddy Chris Reynolds on here. One of the original digital nomads before being a digital nomad was cool. Uh actually dislike the name Digital Nomad, but um, you know, I guess he epitomizes it. He's, he runs successful businesses. He guides people on how to run successful businesses and and to bring out their inner froth while on the road. Uh so if you're interested in that kind of vibe, who's not really? Even if it's just for like short periods, uh over the last sort of five or six years in the the different startups I've worked in I've had to work from different parts of Europe and um, around Australia and, and on the road and, and and you really can come unstuck. Uh, but Chris has kind of got got it down. Uh, he does radical things like, you know, if he can't solve a problem, he'll call in past frothers who've passed away and with this rad technique. I'm just, I'm overcooking the rad this morning. I apologize. But um, yeah, if you've got any interest in, in, I guess, that digital nomad life or just the nomad life just the frother on tour. Uh, this is the episode for you. One thing I'd like to point out as well is just uh, how much of a, a nice bloke this guy is. You'll hear that he invites me to come and hang out with him overseas and uh, no doubt I'll be going to feed off some of the juice as he likes to say uh, and get shit done with my company and with my projects that I'm working on. Buckle up, settle in, pedal to the metal, throw in another euphemism if that's even what they're called. Here is Chris Reynolds. G'day Frothers. Welcome to another episode of Finding the Frothers Podcast. Today I have an absolute frother from across the pond. My main man, Chris Reynolds. How you going, bro? Welcome to the podcast.
0: Benny, it's great to be here. Let's make a frothing badass podcast. And um, it's kind of, you said I'm from across the pond, but isn't everything across the pond from Australia?
1: <laughs> Mate, it actually is. Even parts <laughs> of Australia are across the pond. <laughs>
0: from America, you know, we say across the pond, we usually refer to Europe. So I never, I've never, i never heard Australians say that before.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a big pond. Yeah, so actually you're yeah. you're from America, but you're actually in Rio at the moment in Brazil. Yeah. How's that treating you? Yeah.
0: It's good, man. It's, uh, um, you know, we find it, Rio isn't the safest place in the world right now but we find the places that we enjoy as best as possible there's a place a couple hours to the south called illa granji and it's kind of like uh, almost being like in the tropical island in the caribbean or in a tropical island off of thailand somewhere and it's just absolutely gorgeous and very um, much more quiet there and, and it beautiful place. And so we go off into the mountains quite often outside of Rio, a few hours outside of Rio and enjoy it. So, um, But I, I like to come down here um, and do the jiu-jitsu. So I'm a jiu-jitsu practitioner and, and uh, um, this is where it all started. So it's fun to be in that culture as well.
1: That's rad, mate. That's probably one of the first things you told me. Uh, that was one of your the things that lit you up outside of the business work you're doing, just to touch on that, um, you have got a pretty radical podcast, The Business Method Podcast, and I'm going to try not to fuck this up, but <laughs> on the first series, you interviewed 100 entrepreneurs in 100 days who'd built uh, 100K plus businesses. Um, Correct. And then the second one was 100 location in independent entrepreneurs with 7K, uh, seven seven k seven figure plus businesses. And then at the moment... Correct. Correct, correct. Yeah, I'm nailing it. Tick, tick. And then at the moment, it's 100 major influences uh, and not in the sense of like Instagram, whatever influences. We're talking about people who actually influence um, business, culture, society, uh, stacks of people around the world and um, on the grandeur scale, which is super radical. So congratulations, mate. You just told me you would nailed out 300 podcasts, which is a, a pretty frothy achievement. So well done.
0: Yes, thank you very much. And you got them all right, so well done for you, Benny.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's got some good research for me. Um, but then you also do, and this is something that I'm seriously looking into, and it's kind of off the back of the work you've done previously in um, creating accelerators for businesses around the world, and then the knowledge that you take from the Business Method podcast and, and the business there is is your Get Shit Done live events. And I know you do some online stuff as well, but the live events which the one coming up in Thailand which you've been doing for several years now. Tell us a bit about that and why you froth about that.
0: Yeah, one thing I realized, I'm a location independent entrepreneur or digital nomad and um, I'm going on next month, it'll be eight years of traveling the world and building business online. And one thing I realized is that oh, there's, there's this growing culture of people doing that more and more and more. And of course it stemmed from the book The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. And it really um, didn't start there, but it kind of catapulted from, from that book. And I realized there's so many people every year, thousands and thousands more people join this, this uh, sort of lifestyle. That um, what, what, what it lacked is bringing people together in a high-intense environment to get a lot of work done and collaborating on a higher level of thinking in a short period of time. And so so that's what I wanted to create. I wanted to create an environment where people could come together, they'd get a lot of shit done, and then they could go play. And so we do it in Thailand. So they could go see the elephants and go visit the temples afterwards. So they're not torn between, should I work? Should I go... Um, you know, on this tour, should I go see this and that sort of thing. And so we created an environment and so a lot of people will come for the 10-day event, for the retreat, and end up staying for one to two to three weeks afterwards and just hanging out and going to have fun. So about 60% of the people will stay longer. And um, and so what we found is it's not only location-independent entrepreneurs that are coming now, it's also um, entrepreneurs that have a home base that or have an office back home and they went 10 days or two weeks out of their regular work environment to do, a, I guess you could call it a workcation or a work retreat. And um, what we find is when people come together, they start to just – almost vibrate on another level because the conversations are at a higher level. People are helping each other out. The person sitting next to you may be uh, really amazing at Facebook ads and the other person next to you may be really good at copywriting and you're not good at either. So you use that superpower that those other folks have and work together to create really amazing results in a short period of time.
1: Amazing, dude. Yeah, I think um – Yeah, I think that's high on the cards for me to do. And I've got so many people in mind who would absolutely froth on on joining me there. And and I saw uh, the results and some of the footage and and photos from last year. So that's fucking awesome. Dude, while you're traveling so much, um, what is the one thing you do in your day to day routine that has you firing at your best?
0: So one thing that is really essential for so much travel is because, you know, when you do land in a new city or new country, you're torn between going to see the sights and working, right? So for me, what's essential is keeping that daily routine every single day. So as soon as I land in a new place, I want to make sure I have my housing and my Wi-Fi, uh, my work environment set up before I get there so my work structure is not thrown out of whack too much, you know? So first thing I do when I wake up is I do a 15 to 20 minute meditation, sometimes longer actually, and then I do some stretching and I have some nice music on the background to kind of get me ready for my day. And then after that I'll either exercise, depending on the day I'll go do some jujitsu, or I'll start work and I'll usually knock out a project for whatever a project that I'm working on before I get into the busy work so like an hour and a half right off the bat of clear focused work and then maybe I'll have breakfast and and I try to eat between Ten nowadays, ten thirty a.m. to 5 30 p. Excuse me, nine thirty a.m. to five thirty p.m. So that's my eight-hour window of eating. And then if I do jujitsu in the evening or exercise in the evening, then I have my big meal right before a couple hours before that. So um, so I'm not hungry when I go to bed around ten or eleven or so.
1: Nice mate. Yeah, I've, I've um experienced experimented with the fasting as well. I'm just getting back into it again. Uh, super helpful. And yeah, having a, such a strong routine, um, I really love that. That's That comes from conditioning, I think, from years of you traveling that you know that if you can get those building blocks in place at the start, then the, the rest of the trip's got such a better chance of going really smoothly. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. That's some great advice there. Mate, um, who is someone who I would call an anchor frother who you can rely on at any time to give you a boost?
0: Uh, I got a handful of them, thankfully, man. Uh, but other than yourself, Benny,
1: mate, um, <laughs> I wanted <made> a,
0: <laughs> a good a good friend, and I think you met Noah Lath, who uh, was also in Croatia with us last summer. He's um, just somebody I can always call up, and he's always incredibly positive and supportive. And uh, he's co hosting on our podcast nowadays, and so he's a, he's an anchor frother for me.
1: Mate, he's a, he's a legend. I only got to speak to him for like five minutes and, yeah. and he, he pretty much ran a mini workshop and I've been meaning to reach out to him again, just to, just <laughs> to, to go back over what he taught us. Cause it was like revolutionary. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yes. Smart, very successful entrepreneur. Frother.
1: Yeah. He's a frother. I have to get him on. I have
0: to get him on for sure. Yeah. There you go. There's my man.
1: <laughs> um, mate, what's a song that gets you absolutely frothing?
0: Dude, I, I was thinking about this, but I have a couple songs, Benny, that I listen to when I plan my week on Sunday night or Monday morning, and um, one of them is from Audio Jungle, uh, so it's just basically a couple minutes that I randomly came across, and it's called Tribal Techno, and I'll send you guys a link to it if you want to put it in the show notes Definitely. or um, if you want to share with uh, the listeners but that is like a mix between tribal music and some techno mm-hmm. um another one that I've used for years with meditation and planning my weeks and everything is uh, Moby's Memory Gospel no is it Memory yes Memory Gospel and so that is a great song and it really it switches my brain waves and it gets me into a more uh focused state of mind a more relaxed state of mind and really helps me um just shift whatever, whatever's happening through the day. So that's a powerful one. Uh, those are two powerful ones that I use quite often.
1: Mate, I love them. Can't wait to check them out. Um, just, you just touched on setting up your week on either a Sunday night or a Monday morning. This is something that I've personally struggled with and I've always admired people who can get that done. Do you have any advice for anyone specifically because you're moving about quite a lot? Um, and for that to be kind of a, a cornerstone part of the week and to success, yeah, do you have any advice on that?
0: Um, yes. I think the number one way, Benny, is to do one of two things. Either get an accountability partner or to hire some type of coach or leader or trainer to help you keep stay accountable with stuff like that. And um, I've seen it in my life so many times from people that I've either been accountable Ability partners with, either through a mastermind or somebody that I've hired to kind of keep me in check, um, because it's easy. You know, we're reforming our habits, so we're retraining our brains, we're reprogramming our brains to think and act differently, and that takes some time. It takes some. Practice right, and they say it takes 21 days to take to to make a habit But really it's really super ingrained after three months of practice and consistently doing it And the great thing is is once you have that habit formed you have that neurological pathway Formed in your brain you can always go back to it So if you spend a couple weeks or a month not doing that habit It's much easier to go back to same with like making your bed or stuff like that. So um, Yeah, that's the biggest thing if you've got a buddy uh, that you can, they can really hold you accountable and you know, put something up at risk like if you don't follow through like donate 250 bucks to a charity you hate, um, then you know put some skin in the game and it makes it a game, right? It makes it more social and more fun. and your results of being successful on anything are always higher when something is uh, it's like a game and it's more social and it's more fun.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's, that's a great way. I, I was just chatting to you offline about the fact that I was at the Flow Genome Project um, training just earlier and we've been given swim buddies, um, so accountability buddies, and that's kind of in the vibe of how are we stacking our flow practices to ensure yeah. that we're getting the best out of our performance. Um, but yeah, I think that you've just given me the answer to that because I've already got my swim buddy that I check in with once a day um, I could make an extra special check-in on the Sunday because I I think Sunday afternoons are like Sundays are a great day for reset and just like not really thinking about too much to do with work but then yeah. just to spend half an hour just to give you the peace of mind before you go to bed I think maybe that's um that's that's going to be part of my my calendaring with the flow stuff
0: yes I have a if you get, if you want Benny I can send this over to you too but I have a weekly planning process that I use in and, and also on that same page it has those two songs that uh you we talked about earlier
1: mate that's that's sick yes if you if you don't mind sharing that and and yeah maybe i could send it to the listeners as well and and see if they see what feedback they've got and if that helps them that'd be radical
0: yes for sure
1: thanks a lot dude um so let's talk about boundary frothers is there anyone considering you've got such a a powerful network already is there anyone just outside of your inner circle that you'd love to reach out to at the moment
0: yeah, there's always plenty of people. Um, yeah, I'd just say Richard Branson. Like he's he's maybe he's a couple steps outside my inner circle, but he's there. <laughs> so he's he's huge on the list. And then Tim Ferriss, too. I know, I have a lot of friends that know Tim Ferriss um, and people that have worked with him. But I don't have the pull yet. I don't think to get him on the podcast, but very soon maybe. So he's a big big. I'm a big fan of him. And uh, those are a couple. Couple on the the edge frothers that I would love to connect with
1: edgy frothers I love it <laughs> um, <laughs> mate uh, is there anyone who's um, passed away in your life either personally or or um, you know inspirationally from you know the the world of celebrity um, that you still access for uh, inspiration
0: yeah absolutely. Um, one of the things that I've done for, for quite a few years, and this is, I think, a technique out of Think and Grow Rich is use the, the office of the mind. So when I meditate, like I can, um, picture myself in, in an office and I can bring anybody from history or in the world into that office and just have a conversation with them about business or life or where I'm going. And I've done that with quite a few people. Uh, Gandhi one person, you know, um, uh, some other famous entrepreneurs from the past would be like, uh, uh, Rockefeller and these huge steel magnets thinking about like how they thought about business and life. That's who I'm thinking. Thomas Edison. Yeah. Um, so I brought him and also, um, Einstein into my office of the mind and had many conversations with him too.
1: Dude, what, what is a conversation with um, Thomas Edison or Albert Einstein look like how, how do how does that kick off take me to that moment
0: well it's pretty easy because when you bring them in your you know your own imagination um, it's really like you're not strangers it's not like they're a person on a pedestal or a person that have Has done all these amazing things. Um, When they come into my imagination, in my office of the mind, they're already friends, almost like family, Mm. right? And so they already know what I'm up to. I know what they've done. We have conversations, you know, just about maybe even chat about life, you know, or family or how things are going in their universe, wherever they are. And um, and then I just ask them, you know, what should I do about this? What do you think about this? And uh, the answer is, is always almost instant. And it was like, okay, cool. And then I'll just go with that. So everything's pretty easy um, in my imagination anyways when it comes to talking to people.
1: Yeah, yeah mate. You've got a lot of practice with um, asking quality questions to uh, important people. So I have no doubt you'd be, you'd be pretty good at that. Um, man, I was, I, like a funny fucking thing about me and reading books is that I've read half of think and grow rich and so i haven't actually got to that bit so now i'm fascinated and actually where i stopped was in the faith chapter and i love that chapter and i've no idea why i've got i've i've run into a block with reading that book because that chapter was like changed the way that i'll ever I'll often forever have a conversation with someone who is super religious because i kind of get it now um but what a cracking book for anyone out there who's n- not heard of think and Grow Rich is pretty much like the number one business book of all time, right?
0: Yeah, I think it's um, it's it's actually the number uh, it's on the top five, I believe, of books sold of all time. So there's like the Bible and mm-hmm. I don't know a couple of other books and Thinking and Grow Rich. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's such a good read
1: yeah. too. It's just timeless. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, mate. So we talked about Branson um, and Tim Ferris they're kind of like hard up into the business game. Um, right. And actually, I'm thinking of changing this, so you might have an opinion. Um, but I'd like you to think about a hero frother. Like, could can be anyone across any field and take me to the first 15 minutes with them. What are you asking them? Where are you hanging out? Um, yeah. Well,
0: that's a good question. So let's just say, um, Tim Ferriss, first it's like... Uh, Thanking him for the things that he have, that he's done, which I'm sure he gets plenty of, but uh, and then it's thanking him. So this is what I do with any person anyway, uh, thanking them for the things that they have done, and then the next thing is just connecting with them. So I don't want anybody uncomfortable when they have a conversation with me. Mm-hmm. So when I'm sitting down with somebody, whether they're um, the most amazing, you know, superstar in the world, or just a regular old. Uh, average person then I'm going to use the same technique and it's to connect, to connect with them on a on a human level right and that makes everybody warm up a, a bit and, and makes them open up to have a good conversation and so then I'm going to ask them um, you know about their life like what's going on what inspires them these days you know this is what we do on podcasts um, what they're you know what they're working on how their love life is maybe if they're open to that family life you know and this sort of thing and so those those 15 minutes will always be open to communicate to warming up the communication and to connecting with them and i think when when that happens many it doesn't matter who you're talking to they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna remember you more and so those other deep hard questions like say i really want to ask him this question about my business Um, can always come if you first establish a connection with that person and get on a human level. And so they think of you as um, more of an equal and not uh, subconsciously. You know, sometimes this happens really easily. Um, The person could think of you as, I don't want to say lower, but just not on their level. And um, and so I, I, I want to make sure that we have that rapport between each other so, I'm a person they can come to to have a good time and to enjoy being around rather than just somebody that's asking them higher level or business questions or picking their mind.
1: Totally. That makes so much sense. A, a genuine human to human connection. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's totally... I think like some people can get into a panic mode when they're maybe at a yeah. conference or something like that. And I like I felt that as well, like, you know, get a bit of a tight chest and probably need some, some quality breathing exercises sometimes, but, um, it's, and it, and it is that panic. It's like, oh fuck, I'm only going to get like, I've got one question for this person, you know, like, what am I going to use? Um, how am I going to do this? And, but you're totally right. Like specifically in a setting where you don't just have one question, like if you're at a a function or something and, and there's a bit of time, definitely go after the, the, human to human connection and see if you can find synergies and talk to them about stuff that they don't normally talk to talk about, you know what I mean? So yes. maybe it's martial arts or something and you draw a link with that, then they're going to be so much more frothing to talk about that because they've probably just been speaking about business um, yeah. <laughs> flat out. So I think you nailed, nailed it on the head. Um, one thing I want to ask you quickly, and this has only just come up in the last three or so days is uh the terminology around a hero frother because i think actually that while tim ferris is a hero frother i think we're kind of stealing a little bit of vibe from our um anchor frothers so like Noah lace for you right like for me my anchor frothers are my hero frothers so i had this big realization i wrote in big letters like your anchor frothers are your hero frothers so i think i need a different term for hero frothers because You know they're all heroes in this sort of this um this setup
0: (laughs) maybe superstar frothers
1: superstar frothers i like that it's like um superstar dj that song yeah Yeah. (laughs) um mate i have a feeling that you're already doing this but if you could condense your gift into one workshop what would the concept be and what would it be called
0: get shit done live yeah (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I feel like, I feel like this is a good opportunity for me to try and shift this question, but I think, mate, um, I think you nailed, the head, nailed it on the head and I think that's inspirational to people. Um, and I'd love for you to just maybe spend a moment unpacking that because that is you pouring your heart and soul into an event and then seeing other people light up as a result of it. Um, what, maybe what are the, like some of the the ways that someone could potentially do the same thing?
0: Oh, that's a great question. Um, the first thing is, is like if you have an idea for a workshop or sharing something that's your gift, uh, just to do it, even if it's on a small level, like the, it, Get Shit Done didn't start out as a well-organized, amazing event that sold out in the first you know, two weeks. It was um, the first one, I was scared shitless when I did it. Um, I was worried about taking people's money I thought you know they would come and have a horrible experience and I thought had all these fears come up and and now like this is year five that we've done it in Thailand and um, and now like a lot of that's gone away because everything's you know just on a systemized uh, level now but uh, even just starting something in a small Doing a meetup wherever you are in your hometown, or if you're traveling around, doing a meetup, you know, talking about your specialty, um, that really helps. And you start to engage the conversation, and you have to, you help, you start to gain these leadership skills when it comes to creating events for people. So, eventually, a lot of entrepreneurs, especially if they have a personal brand or a personal um, profile will get to the point where um, people are going to demand so much and this is any level of success not just entrepreneurs people are going to demand so much of you helping them learn to get where you got and so either that's through books or through seminars or through webinars or through something um, eventually most successful people will get to that point where they have to share that knowledge and a lot of times it happens live and it helps if you just have some practice doing it on a small level with uh, a group of people in your hometown or a group of friends or in some level. So so even doing one for free to start off with, hey, I'm going to do a free event or charge a few bucks, you know, just to get people in the door and get them committed. And um, and then it'll grow over time. It'll grow and over uh, over a while, you'll start to see these results, and it growing more and more and more, and you'll get this great feedback. But uh, it, it start small, and it, if you if you don't want to start small, and if you can start big, that's great. Start there. But if you're just starting out and it's very new for you, just just start out one little step at a time, and and you'll see your growth. Just like you know, learning to ride a bike. Yeah, she, yeah, that's that's great advice, mate. We I just ran a workshop.
1: Um, uh, with a, a great friend of mine Matt Kendall uh, in Tasmania and it was we were talking about um, getting movements off the ground and and uh, we actually took a lot from Seth Godin's later, latest book this is marketing and we were talking yeah. about he talks about a minimum viable audience I think and so we yeah. kind of turned it into um, minimum sort of smallest viable tribe or something so trying to find that that smallest group that you can actually, See if your idea is working, and especially with events and stuff, you, you, you'll always be able to find a couple of people who are interested to, you know, learn some free shit for sure. Yeah, um, of course. yeah. And then they'll be, they can potentially be your, be the start of your tribe and your advocates. So, yeah. Absolutely. Epic. Thanks, man. Um, what's, what's your uh, number one tip for connecting with frothers?
0: That's a great question. Um, the first thing I do, like if I go to a new event or want to connect with somebody, um, well, it's getting clear on who you want to connect with. Like mm-hmm. that is key. So you you always know who who are the people that are juicy for you that you really want to connect with. You know the people that really make you excited. Um, so if it's in person, like we could say, use that same strategy, connect with them on a human level if they like jiu-jitsu or if they like something that you're curious about even you can ask them about that instead of the same old questions that they're getting all the time um, the other thing is to if you're in a place like if you're not at a conference or um, at a live event where you can connect with those people face to face then co- uh, reaching out to people either through uh, social media through email you know, I've, I've I've you've been blown away. I got the founder. Do you guys have Squatty Potty in Australia? <laughs> I've
1: seen the video. I don't. I don't I'm I'm yeah. sure that people order them, but yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: so, so I got I got the founder of Squatty Potty on the podcast off a cold email, and you know he has a in 2016 they did 35 million dollars with 17 people in the company. Well, wow. and um, he was getting off the TV show The View in the U.S., which is Uh, morning show in the US which is really huge he got off the view and then he hopped on a call for a podcast right afterwards and I was like this is when the podcast was still fairly new I was like holy crap I was actually doing the podcast outside of a co-working space because it was too loud inside the co-working space kind of in this little alley that barely had very good connection anyway good Wi-Fi connection and I thought you know would this guy even if he knew I was in an alley in Brazil Doing this podcast, would he even be on the microphone with me? You know, but I just reached out on a cold email and I said, "His name's Bobby." I said, "Hey, uh, Bobby, are you interested in coming on the podcast?" I love, I love your the the marketing you've done with the product. Um, I have family members that have used the product; they really love it. I'm just curious if you would come on the show. And he responded and he said, "Sure, do it." And so. There's nobody, in, in with the internet the way it is today and social media, there's nobody that's too, too far out of anybody's reach. And it doesn't matter, you know, if you're just starting out or how long you've been at it, um, you can get some frothers on uh, connected to you pretty easily with the way that we interact with humans today. And you'll be surprised at the people that are really open to connecting with you on some level
1: mate that's brilliant that's such a such a cool story as well i think um we're always like always chasing perfection aren't we and then sometimes yeah. we just we're in a back alley in in uh in brazil recording a, <laughs> recording, a, recording a podcast with the dude from Squatty potty big shout out to yeah. bobby as well um absolute frother. that story is radical too so i'm going to have to check out that podcast i'll have to go back into the archives and and dig that one out from
0: you. Yeah. I'll send it over to you so you guys have it.
1: Sweet. Yeah, we'll put in the show notes for sure. Um, what is... This is a big question. But what in the future are you most frothing
0: on? Uh, okay. So, I've got this um, picture in my mind. Um, last summer, we lived in Italy in Tuscany mm-hmm. with my girlfriend and I. And there was this villa down the road from where we lived. We had this beautiful... Um, we lived in this beautiful valley with this cottage that we got off airbnb and right in the middle of um, a vineyard and so we could see the people literally producing wine across the street from our window from where we live and um and down the road there was this villa there and i i i was like i, I kept visualizing over and over i would run by there and walk by there and i when we drove by there I'd stop the car and just look at that that little villa and i was like i could buy this thing there's, a, there's a, a building off the villa, off the main house that I could put an awesome co-working space in that has a gorgeous view of the town of Tuscany and the valley then on the other side of the driveway would be a great place to put a um, um, a gym where we could put some mats to do jiu-jitsu but also a bunch of equipment to do balancing and, and exercise and pull-ups and workouts and then have this house with you know, five uh, uh, bedrooms or so, so people, a bunch of authors from around the world, could come and hang out. And I was like, this is what I'm, I'm juicing on in my meditations every single day. It's like I want um, this type of villa to buy it in three years and to have that where all the people can come and hang out. Uh, we have a couple, a few motorcycles there, so we can just cruise around on the motorcycles. But a place to come. And really get get frothers to come and hang out and just talk business and talk lifestyle design and talk dreams and goals and, and work together, and so that's that's the juiciest thing for me. There's a lot of juicy things out there, and uh, for everything, Benny, that's that's what I'm juicing on these days.
1: Mate, sign me up. <laughs> You're You always
0: you'll always have a, a, a place to stay.
1: Mate, that's phenomenal. I'm so there. That's it. I, I saw the photos last year of you guys hanging in the vineyards, and I was like, yeah. "So rad, yeah, mate, awesome." That's um, that's on my to-do list as well now. Um, mate, what's a what's a podcast or a book that you're absolutely frothing on at the moment?
0: Other than your podcast?
1: Yeah, apart from mine, of course, yeah. mine. But um, you know, my book's coming
0: <laughs> in twenty twenty one or you something. <laughs> Yeah, it's coming soon. Um, let me know when it does. But um, a podcast that I'm I've really enjoyed that I've just uh, had a few episodes of is the No Meat Athlete. So uh, I'm not vegetarian or vegan, but I do absolutely love vegetarian and vegan food, mm-hmm. and um, and I love the idea that we uh, can be incredible high intense athletes and not have to and have the option of not having. Uh, meat or dairy products in our life, and so, um, and so uh, this podcast, No Meat Athlete, is two guys that do high intense athletic stuff that eats that are vegans, and you know they'll run fifty k's and they'll do uh, Muay Thai and high intense uh, martial art training and this sort of thing, and they're talking about how they're doing it, staying healthy at the same time, interviewing guys like. Um, ocean robbins who was the son of the famous basket and robbins legacy mm-hmm. and in, instead of joining the family business he decided to go vegetarian and say no like this business is making people sick I don't want to be a part of it and creating his own movement. And so that interview was really cool because you had somebody like that that was like, you know, it could have could have stepped into wealth and inheritance the snap of his fingers, but he he followed his conscience and saying said no, I don't want to follow the route of uh, selling ice cream to the world. I want to make the world a healthier place. So that's actually a frother that I want to get on the podcast too. It'd be good for for both of our podcasts, and um, and. So that's uh, that's the, that's a great one to check out. I'd recommend that for anybody. Like, I'm not anti-meat because I'm in Brazil, you know, and, and my girlfriend's dad does barbecue all the time and delicious barbecue down here, right? But uh, I love the fact that you can have the option anytime you want to say, you know, meat is not a necessity. Animal products aren't a necessity to to live a high-impact life and still be a high-intense athlete at the same time.
1: Totally, mate. I'm, I'm totally with you on that. Like conscious consumption of what we're eating, um, yeah. understanding where it comes from, uh, and everyone's on a journey of like shifting their lifestyles. I think everyone wants to be more conscious consumers on some level. So, um, yeah, and I've, I've shifted my eating habits. I don't eat anywhere near as much meat as I used to, but um, it's so good that we've got this wealth of knowledge in podcasting and things where we can just, you know, just check in and see what, what the... Uh, what the, what these guys are up to and, and how we can, you know, change our lives to align with our values. So, amazing yeah. stuff. Mate, speaking of podcasts, how do people connect with you?
0: Easy man, thebusinessmethod.com, um, you can check out our podcasts and all the things we do, get shit done live there and there's all the links to the social media there and everything that's, that's happening. So that is where I would send everybody.
1: Beautiful. Sounds awesome. Now, before you go, mate, I've got to connect you with a frother because that's what what frothers do, connect frothers with frothers. (laughs) Uh, I know you've already hung out with one of my buddies, Michelle, and she's awesome. I probably should get her to get shit done. Mm -hmm. She would absolutely froth on that too. Um, But I'm going to connect you with uh, a new buddy of mine, Olivia O'Connor, who has a conference in Sydney called Rad Living, and she's all about... Trying to, you know, inspire other entrepreneurs and other people to live the life that they deserve, and I think that's so super aligned to um, your lifestyle and how you inspire people around the world to to really chase their dreams and and um, get after it. So, mate, I'm going to yeah. connect you guys, and um, I'm not sure where that will go, but who knows? Uh, could be some some radical crossovers there.
0: Yeah, sounds rad. Sounds super rad. Thank you, Benny.
1: No worries, mate. And thank you for coming on the podcast. It's been so fucking awesome, dude. Like, It's it's early in the morning here um, on the Central Coast in New South Wales, Australia, and this is the perfect way for me to now go and run at my day, my most important task, because I've just connected with you, mate, an absolute frother.
0: Yeah, that's a great way to start the day, too. Maybe that's a good thing for like... Um, your regular, your regular routine in the mornings, have a frothing podcast first thing in the morning and get off and start your day.
1: Oh, man, I'd right. love to. I'd love to. Yeah. That's Yeah, That is the, the process is to to find a frother. So whether that's a, a conversation like this or um, even just listening to a, a radical podcast with inspiring yeah. people because I think that's, for me, that's just like my, that's a, such a powerful flow hack
0: absolutely I agree Benny man I, I want to say thank you so much for having me on the show dude it was an honor uh, it was great hanging with you this past summer in Croatia and uh, I'm sure we'll cross paths this year again too but froth on keep up the podcast keep up the great work buddy and if you ever need anything feel free to reach out okay
1: thank you so much dude it means a lot and um, yeah I, cannot, I absolutely cannot wait to, to hang out again and, and froth out with you dude
0: yeah anytime man awesome mate Have a good one. Okay. Bye, guys. Thank you.
1: Quick one, guys. To keep this show afloat, feel free to subscribe and share the love. Maybe even leave a cheeky comment review. That would be awesome. You can find the show notes on my website at BennyWallington.com. And finally, this episode was sponsored by my grandma, Joyce Reichel, who passed away last year from dementia. She was one of the original frothers and would talk to anyone on the bus, train or wherever and generously impart her energy and wisdom. So if you see an elderly person who is looking for someone to froth with, go and hang out with them. They've got the best stories. Also, a huge shout out to our producer, Lily Haynes, for bringing this to life and Billy Otto, who created that beautiful introduction in true Billy Otto style. Also, my buddies in Australia and the UK who have been super generous in swinging me feedback. In a way, all of you guys are sponsoring me with your time. Love to the guests, past and future, and also to you guys for listening. Ciao for now. You.